All right. Everything's going. Cool. I can hear your little uh, jingles of ice cubes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just finishing a a cocktail I had made myself. Um, Since it's snowing, I'm like, oh, now it's a nice time to stay inside and have a cocktail. I was going to, like, go out to the store. Um, they had to buy a bunch of dumb shit for work and instead I'm just going to stay inside and get drunk. That works. And, uh, yeah. yeah. It snowed by me too, but not much. Snow. Is it? Yeah. A little dusting. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, this is actually the first snow I've seen this year in Connecticut, which is extremely odd, you know, for, to get all the way to December without snow is very unusual for us. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think we're. Let me look out the window. It's probably like two inches now, so it's not, you know. Mexico got snow. Did you hear about that? Yeah. First yeah. time Probably like even uh, fright in Houston. It said, I think uh, Houston was the first time they got actual snow, like accumulation in like four years or something. <laughs> Good Lord. Those people must be losing their minds. Oh, God. All right. So we're going to get this thing started. Welcome to All You Need Is Blood, the UHM Horror Podcast, with your hosts, Ryan, Shane, and Mike. Okay, everybody, welcome to episode 42 of All You Need Is Blood, the UHM Horror Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Tudelo, and joining me this time is Mr. Michael Whittemore. Mike, how you doing? I'm good. How about you? Oh, I'm doing all right. Good. Uh, I'll probably be doing a little bit better as the podcast <laughs> goes on. That's good. <laughs> My nice little, I got a nice little gin drink over here, and then a uh, a beer waiting for me, and the cats are fighting behind me as I uh, that was just them? explained. That's them, yeah. <laughs> they just, one, one attacked the other, and he ran up the cat tower for uh, safety. That's awesome. And, uh, hey, don't bite that. That's my sweatshirt. Get away. He pulls the strings on my sweatshirt and fucking yanks them out. I have a, I have a 10 foot long uh, cable for my phone to charge it and they attack it all the time. I'm like, you will die if you eat that. Oh, they're fucking assholes. I, the, the, actually the headset um, that I use, I, I have a little pair of earbuds that plugs into my microphone so I can hear myself mm-hmm. um, along with you. The, uh, I, it's, it's just a, I bought the cheapest, shittiest set of earbuds because i'm not a big earbud guy uh i got like a nice wa- uh, wraparound wireless that if i use my um cell phone that i usually use like a bluetooth mm-hmm. wireless headset and uh and when i'm sitting at my pc i've got like a nice surround sound you know wrap around your ears headset you know right. the big guys um so i just had these things and they were i tie them up real nice and i put them back in their in their location apparently i didn't zip it all the way closed and like just the littlest part of the headphone wire was sticking out they fucking pulled it out, bit through it. Oh, man. And I'm like, oh, my God. And it was just torn to pieces. Later, I go to the litter box to clean it out, and there's a fucking turd with a red wire sticking <laughs> through it, like linking two turds together. <laughs> That's fantastic. God damn. Like, why are you eating wires? So how long were you mad at them for? Uh, I didn't really care because I bought these oh, in a okay. pack from Amazon. Like I, bought, you know, like like I said, they're the shittiest ones you could buy. I just I didn't really care. I'm like, oh, I just need to use these for like an hour a time at yeah. a time. So, 
But I, I was more mad that, like, now I have to worry about digging wires out of their shit or, like, you know, <laughs> they need to fucking... My girlfriend's a vet, but if uh, she's going to be real pissed off if she's got to, like, get him an x-ray. Ah, <laughs> uh, kitties. All right, so we're the official podcast of UpcomingHorrorMovies.com. <laughs> Uh, you can catch us on uh, the Gmail at all you all you need is blood pod at gmail.com. Uh, our Facebook group, all you need is blood. Just search that and you can find us. And uh, you know, we'll go over various other ways to get a hold of us later. But um, yeah, check us out there. And we like to talk about horror movies and um, video games and bullshit and pretty much anything else. And uh, today is our annual special Christmas episode. And I, I was actually looking through the old episodes, Mike. Uh, you weren't on our last Christmas episode. No, no. For whatever, for whatever reason. I think I was working. Because during yeah, Christmas, I'm... I do like 15-hour shifts at work. Mm-hmm. So it's my weekends are fucked. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. So you finally made it on for one. And then the one you make it on, Shane can't make it on. He just let us know last, <laughs> uh, in the last like two minutes. He's like, sorry, fellas, I can't make it. One of my buddies is in the hospital. I have to go to his house, gather his shit, and bring it over to him. And I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> Next year, it'll be Shane only again. I know, right? It'll just be Shane. There'll be no one. Oh, we might do another episode. We'll do sh- it'll be Shane and Val. We'll put him uh, <laughs> That's <laughs> we'll team him up. That's okay. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, we'll have another little Christmas episode, talk about some Christmas movies. And, um, you know, since you weren't here last time, if you want to go over other shit, because I know you've been hitting the Christmas movies hard this season. Oh, man, too much. I There's too many, and they're all bad. There's not many good ones. I mean, as, probably along with me, uh, I think we'd probably agree the best one is Black Christmas, right? That's like one of my favorite horror movies ever. Like, not even just Christmas, but mm-hmm. uh, besides, like, Black Christmas, <laughs> there's, like, I could count them on all my hands, probably. <laughs> good Christmas movies. A good ones? You know, I like Krampus, right? That's yeah, pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of other good ones. Let me see now. Uh, of the silent, so I got a real. I love the first Silent Night, Deadly Night. Of it's, course, it's got a it's got a place in my heart. I'm not gonna say it's a good movie, but I fucking love it. Um, shit, good ones. Boy, I don't know. I don't. I can't remember any good ones. People like the Christmas horror story. I don't know why. Yeah, me either. That one just does not stick with me. I think it's just fucking crap. I, I don't like. I know the effort was there. Because, you know, we've seen really bad movies and uh, the production value was there, but I just it wasn't interesting to, to me at all. Yeah. And and I've heard people compare that to something like, um, um, uh, bu- 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 what do you call it? Another, oh, no, it's not a Christmas anthology. I guess it's that um, Halloween anthology movie, Trick or Treat. Um, they're like, yeah, it's an anthology. It's just Christmas. Uh. But it, and I'm like, it's not the same because Trick or Treat is awesome and A Christmas Horror Story is not yeah, and uh, I don't know. It's just I wouldn't even really call it an anthology. Like I, it is, I guess, but yeah. At the same time, it's just like. Uh, but I, I mean, I do. I think you really have to go to like the foreign market for like uh, good, good Christmas movies. You got Rare Exports. Oh sure, Rare Exports. That's good. Yep. You know, and that. you could even call Troll Hunter kind of a Christmas movie in a way because it's like snowy. Really? <laughs> well, I, I is- for some reason I think the first time I watched Troll Hunter was during the winter. And like around Christmas time, so I always go to it as a Christmas movie when it's not. But hmm. um, I don't know, like you know, there's like the ones I'm talking about today. Uh, Day of the Beast. It's a Spanish 
kind of Christmas movie, and I'm talking about Christmas Evil as well. Uh, yep. I, I, oh fuck! I should have watched that. Uh, you've never have you seen that before? No, I have, but it's it's literally been 15 years, maybe. And it, I just fucking, I had it on my like, oh, I need to watch this. I need to watch this before we do the podcast, and I fucking completely forgot about it. Yeah, that's just there's a lot more, a lot more bad ones than good. Yes, yes, I I agree. You know what? One that I absolutely know. I think you've heard my rant on it probably multiple times. Is elves is like, <laughs> but I like that. I like that movie more along the lines into like a mystery science theater type movie. Oh yeah, totally. It's because uh, what's his face is in it. Uh, Dan Haggerty. Yeah, and they, I mean, that's like an MST3K staple right there. Oh, I can't <laughs> believe they haven't done this movie. It that bl- I actually sent emails into. Um, the, like if you go to the Mystery Science Theater homepage, I've yeah. sent like emails into them, like you need to do this movie. <laughs> I don't know where that goes. But. I, do they have? They still have their fan club up? Because I know that was a thing back in the day. Oh, so the fan club. Okay, this is this is getting real deep into the Mystery Science Theater nerddom. At one point, the fan club merged with a private website, I believe. That um, it's a really good resource that logs. It's sort of like a Wikipedia almost for just MST3K. Okay. And uh, it, it likes every episode. It talks about, you know, what happens in both the episode itself and in the in the plot, sort of keep the plot of the series going. And I, th- I don't know if the fan club has changed back to its own, you know, since they restarted the show, if it changed back to its own thing or not. Interesting. Split off. Because I know that we got a card with ours. For donating to the Kickstarter, oh, yeah. I don't know yeah. what the card means. It's like a, I think it's like a fan club thing, but I don't know what the hell to do with it. <laughs> I'd have to go look at it. All the all the little trinkets I got. Yeah. Like, did you get the Mystery Science Theater mug? Oh yeah. So all my trinkets are just in the mug. Like I don't know what to do with all the rest of the stuff. <laughs> that makes sense. Well, there were some people that were putting on Reddit that their mug wasn't even colored. It was like all gray. <laughs> like they couldn't even <laughs> read it. <laughs> It probably wasn't even sealed. Like, yeah. You can't put hot water in that. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not, it's too weird to use. I'm not going to use it. No, it I would never on, use it. I got a little shelf in my in my uh, bedroom, and the oh, my mystery science theater shit is in that. So that's about it. But um, yeah. So um, so what else you got going on, Mike? Anything you've been watching, listening to, reading? Uh, let's see. I've been I've been playing a lot of Mario and Rabbids on Switch. I I was just talking to a coworker yesterday about that. So he was he's buying a Switch for his girlfriend for Christmas, and he goes, "Well, what games do I need to get?" So I told him, "I'm like one Zelda, and two I wouldn't buy her anything else because that will occupy her time for like six months." Oh yeah. And I'm like, "But if you, but I told him if you need to, you know, obviously there's the new Mario game supposed to be amazing, and I, that was the other one I recommended, the Mario Rabbids game, even though I haven't played it, I heard it's good. Do you ever play like XCOM? Um. Way back in the day on the PC. I mean, like, when it used to be top-down. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's yeah, what kind of Mario Rabbids is. It's like a Worms game, or it's like XCOM, where you have to take, like, turns to defeat the enemy, and there's, like, strategy. And right. I, I didn't think I'd like it, but I bought it anyway, because I, I walked into Walmart on Black Friday for some stupid reason after work. Oh, my God. And uh, it was after work. I was, like, getting milk or something. And I was like, oh, shit, it's Black Friday because there's just droves of people there. And there's all these video <laughs> games for sale. And they had, Mario, like, and Rabbids, the they had Mario and Rabbits for 20 bucks. Wow. And I was like, that's, oh, a, that's a deal and a half. I bought that in Final Fantasy 15. And Final Fantasy 15 was 30. And I was like, oh, on the PS4. 
Uh, I got that in Xbox. Oh, okay. And uh, but Mario and Rabbids, I, I started yesterday, the day before, and that game is fantastic. It's like one of the few Ubisoft games that actually don't have any fuck ups in it because it's Nintendo too. But That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so Ubisoft or Nintendo is probably like you need to do this right. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a fantastic game of that style. Um, I don't, I'm not really huge on XCOM or Worms or anything, but I did play them back in the day a little bit, and sure. it's just it's a super addicting. Because you have your team, you have like you start off with Mario and uh, Rabbit Luigi and Rabbit Peach, and they're like rabbits dressed up as them. And you have to like uh, go and navigate through this overworld. And every time you enter a different like a little like mini arena type thing, you have to defeat the other enemies. And as you defeat uh, more and more of these maps, you get upgrades for your guns, and you unlock different people that have different things. And uh, Rabbit Luigi is like a defense guy, and Rabbit Peach is a healer, and Mario is the leader, and he has got the most like strength. And it's just like there's so much you can do. And in the overworld, they add in all these different things that when you uh, progress through the game, you can come back to later. And you unlock different things. You can come back to them later and do different areas. So it's just like a Mario game just with strategy. And it's awesome. Interesting. I mean, that sounds like something, you know, what is is probably the best part. I was just going to say that sounds like something I'd like to play like mobile wise. Yeah. But on the Switch, you could just do that. You could just all take my Switch with me and just fucking play. And see, that's exactly what I did yesterday because I never really did that because I played Zelda while I was docked the whole time. Oh, um, really? You never, no, you never, never had to take a shit? No. Well, when I do, <laughs> I just go to the bathroom and I come back. No, dude. You literally just pop it out of there. Elisa used to get so horrified. <laughs> She's like, where are you going? I'm like, I got to take a dump. <laughs> And just, take, <laughs> just take it with me. <laughs> but I did that yesterday for the first time. I went to Val's house and I brought in, I brought Mario and Rabbids and I was playing a mobile while she was playing uh, that new game, Hello Neighbor. Hello Neighbor? Yeah, it's like uh, you see, like, it's kind of cool actually, but it's made by Gearbox and your neighbor has like a kid in the basement and you have to navigate the house without the neighbor seeing you because if the neighbor comes and catches you, you have to start over again. So you have to like what? Yeah, you have to like navigate. Are you trying to kidnap the kid? No, you're trying to save him. Oh, (laughs) so you actually, if you like, he chases you, and you have to run across the street, and then he like folds his arm, shakes his head, and he walks back, and you have to go and navigate again. Val couldn't figure it out for the life of her, and it's kind of broken. Hmm. Uh, I never even heard of this. Yeah, it just came out yesterday, the day before, I think. What's the like art style like? Um. It's kind of like a really crudely drawn Borderlands because it's gear. Oh, okay. So, but yeah, it's kind of broken and the the controls are a little weird, but she kind of likes it. Hmm. Weird. Yeah. That's that's a weird one. Yeah. Speaking of Ubisoft, I I, uh, started playing Far Cry 4, which Mm -hmm. I've had in my stupid, you know, PC game list for, I don't know, two years or something, maybe a year and a half. Um, But it, it, it is exactly Far Cry 3. And I love Far Cry 3. The graphics are slightly better. Um, But it's like, it's the exact same. So, like, if you were ever thinking of, like, oh, maybe I'll go back and play Far Cry 3 again, just play Far Cry 4, because it's the same game, and you do the same things, and it it is what it is. Um, Basically, I was just trying to clear it out, because I know Far Cry 5 is coming up, and that's a game I really want to play. Yeah, that looks pretty Um, cool. Yeah, I like the idea that it takes place in the USA. It's not in a jungle somewhere. And, you know, you're taking down, like, crazy religious cults and shit. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. So that's 
that's right on my alley. I started uh, Far Cry 3, actually, a little while ago. I couldn't really get into it. I don't know why. Maybe it's because, like, the jungle setting, and I'm not really too keen on those. If I can make a recommendation, much shorter game, Do play Far Cry Blood Dragon. I actually have that, too. I have, like, a three-pack, so. Yeah. B- Blood Dragon is Far Cry 3, um, reskinned in this crazy, crazy 80s whatever. Um, and I think Michael Bean is the main character <laughs> and the entire movie is just, I'm uh, the movie, ugh. the entire game is just eighties movie references. That's like the whole game. It's like back to the future <laughs> and Terminator and, and fricking like Tron, like anything that's all, it's completely eighties. The soundtrack is great. The visuals are great. It's a real short game compared to far cry three. Like, I played through that first, and I was like, this is amazing. Now I'm going to go back and play Far Cry 3. I got, like, halfway through, and I'm like, I'm going to play Blood Dragon again. Because it's only, <laughs> if, like, if, you, if, you're, if you're really going at it, you know, if you want to get every single thing in the game, obviously it takes hours. But yeah. if you just want to crush it, you could get the game done probably in four hours, five hours. That's not bad. But Yeah, no, it's, it's, worth, it's worth going through, and I think that's a good, um, I guess you call it introduction to Far Cry yeah. gameplay. Like, to get used to the mechanics of the game. So, but yeah, Blood Dragon's the best. It's amazing. Cool. Plus, it's all 80s nonsense, and, you know, I'm all about that. Yeah, I actually played, uh, what the hell was that? What's that bike game? That motorcycle game? They have to, like, navigate through the, like, puzzles. What the fuck is it called? It's from, I think it's from Ubisoft, too. You, ah. Boy, I don't know. You're on, I, it, you're on like a motorcycle, and you actually right. it's it's uh, horizontal, so it's kind of like a platformer. Yep. And you have to drive, and then navigate throughout the level, and you could do it in a certain amount of time. Time trials. It's time trials. Yep. Okay, time trials. They, they have a time trials uh, blood dragon. Really? Yeah, and it's all '80s out. It's pretty. It's Ooh. pretty fun. I, I really like the original one. I think it's on 360. <laughs> And uh, Val and I would play it constantly. And I was like, oh, I'm going to get Time Trials Blood Dragon. And same thing. It's uh same damn thing. <laughs> 80s doubt. Yeah, you know. That's right. That's, that's, a, that's, what, uh, that's what Far Cry Blood Dragon is. I think I beat out. it within like three hours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. No, I'm going to check that out now. Um, I'll look for it. Time Trials. I think I bought it for like last Christmas for like five bucks or something digitally. So what else? Anything else interesting? Um, not really. I got my Cuphead Funkos in. Your Cuphead Funkos? Did you beat it yet? No. <laughs> but I bought the Funkos and they're beautiful. And I also pre-ordered a Mr. Bean Funko. Oh my which God. is very important to me because I love Mr. Bean. And he has, yeah, and he has Teddy with him. And, uh, everyone loves Mr. Bean. Yeah, and uh, actually if you pre-order it on Amazon, which you can't right now because I think it's sold out. But if you pre-order it you could there's a there's a variant that you could get and it's just instead of Mr. Bean's head it's just him in a turkey and if you him in a turkey well if you if you're familiar with Mr. Bean his christmas episode he his head gets stuck in a turkey i think that also oh, happens in okay. the movie as well and he's like running around with a turkey on his head so uh yeah <laughs> jesus god i love mr bean yeah mr bean is great um, myself, other than playing Far Cry 4, um, I've been reading some comics lately. I started getting into this zombie series called 68. Okay. Um, referencing 1968. 
and it's a Vietnam zombie story. So, um, you know, the books start out and it's all the, the characters were all uh, soldiers in Vietnam. And um, and for whatever reason, the dead just start coming back to life. And, you know, it's like, obviously, people don't believe it at first. And they're like, oh, no, no, it's just a Viet Cong and this guy's crazy. And then, you know, they, they gun a bad guy down and he keeps getting back up. And they're like, what the fuck is going on? It is fucking uber violent. I mean, just like some of the most disgusting visuals in a comic I've seen. And it is, it's really, really, really good. The characters are amazing. They have like two or three stories that go on and they sort of spread out as the series goes on and they, they come back together. They sort of interweave sometimes and it it is really, really good. Uh, I've been getting into it. Uh, Actually one, uh, one of the artists that starts, I think on the second run of the books, um, is this guy Jeff Zorno, who is a he's sort of local to my area. He works in New York and Connecticut and a bunch of other places. Um, he he does a bunch of conventions and for like local horror stuff, he'll make like custom, um, I guess you could say like custom designs and shit. Like he used to do a lot of the fright rags stuff back in the day. Oh, okay. Um, guy, and he does a ton of Godzilla comics and stuff. He's fucking amazing. He's the uh, the lead artist on. Um, some of the, some of the books and I think the second and third series, and it's fucking great. Just absolutely great. So I've been reading that. That's really good. Um, and, uh, I also been reading She-Hulk, which is weird. I never really got into <laughs> She-Hulk. Yeah. Which sounds, right? Sounds insane, right? Yeah. Right. I read through the, uh, the original She-Hulk series, which was around 1980, 1981, somewhere in that area. And it has the same problem that every fucking comic book has from that time period that like, the thought bubbles explain exactly what their powers are and what they need to do. Like, you know, what? you look at a panel, it'll look at a panel, it'll be like She-Hulk, like lifting a car or something, right? Yeah. And it'll, it'll say, oh, this car is in my way. Thankfully, I've got the strength of, you know, 20,000 men, <laughs> thanks to the blood of my cousin, Bruce Banner, AKA the incredible Hulk. Like, this is all in her thought bubble that like, she's she explains every power. Is this, that they fucking is this like in the like intro comic? No, this is like every fucking issue. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> it's like they're trying to justify why they made she Hulk. <laughs> or they're trying to like, for some reason they thought the comic readers of the day were so real, so dumb that if they picked up issue five of, of she Hulk, they needed to explain in every single issue how she got her powers and what her powers are. Despite like, you could look at it and be like, all right, she's a big green lady with muscles. <laughs> Something like, happened. And it's, and it's called she Hulk. I know who the Hulk <laughs> is. Obviously this is a woman that's Hulk. <laughs> right. So, but, but the, um, after the initial series, some of the later series, it is fucking insane and awesome. It's not like a, and like uh, I was, I've been reading one from like the 2014 or 2014 era. She's not like, I guess you'd say like a, a superhero. She's just a lawyer. Mm-hmm. And sometimes she has to use her She-Hulk powers to like stop crime if something's happening or investigate something. And um, but she's She-Hulk the entire time. So like she goes into court and she's She-Hulk. She's a fucking <laughs> uh, eight foot green woman arguing a case and if she gets mad during the case she'll like her suit will start to rip and she gets a little bit bigger <laughs> it's 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 hysterical and awesome and they, they sort of deal with those like the issues she's like oh this was my nice suit i just had this made <laughs> like fuck what? yeah like it'll, it'll go into like dumb stuff like that like she can't find clothes that, that fits her so she's got to like deal with that on her own 
Um, she needs to be in Avengers. Yes. Well, so here's the problem. You could not have a movie like, you know, where she would be perfect would be like on Netflix, Mm -hmm. but you couldn't do it because you would never be able to take a show seriously (laughs) that has a large green woman in a suit arguing a legal case. (laughs) <laughs> like imagine Law and Order if like one of the lawyers was like a CGI monster, like you, it just wouldn't work. I mean, it works in the comic book because you know it's it's just a right. drawing. Yeah. And you can sort of get away with that, but I don't I don't think it would ever work. Like in it would work in the Avengers if they treated her just like an action person, like the Hulk. But She Hulk's not dumb at all. She's a lawyer. She's like just a fucking huge green lawyer. So she's like Harvey Birdman. Yes, yes, and some, and she has to deal with superhero cases. You know, the superheroes, there's one issue she had, uh, Captain America was being accused of murder, so she had to defend Captain America, and she goes into court, and she shows up, the, and she finds out the prosecutor is Matt Murdock, Daredevil, so now She-Hulk has to take on Daredevil in court. <laughs> mean, meanwhile, they go out at night, and the two of them, like, tag team to, like, take down a drug ring. It's fucking amazing. That sounds <laughs> awesome. It is. It's stupid, but I, I loved it. It's a, it's good stuff. So other than that, I actually started watching, and I'm like embarrassed to say this, but I feel like I'm so behind the times. I'm gonna finally catch up. I started watching Breaking Bad on Netflix. You've never seen Breaking Bad? Never. Oh my god. So Elisa and I have been sitting down watching this, and so I got like it. The first episode is a fucking amazing. The second episode is really great. I think it was episode five. Where I I would say spoilers for Breaking Bad, but I'm the only one in the world that hasn't seen it. You're the so only one, yes. Yeah, I'm the last person. <laughs> um, but episode five is the intervention where they where they sit him down and are like, you know, you need to go, you need to take the medication and do this shit. And then he gives this monologue, the greatest monologue I've ever heard in my life. And I was like, holy shit. I stopped what I was doing. I was like, Elisa was doing laundry in the other room. And I'm like, you need to come in here right now and fucking watch this. I'm like, this is the best shit I've ever seen on TV. And I'm embarrassed that I had not watched this. It's not like you didn't do it. I didn't do it on purpose. I was just like, yeah, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. And it, time just went on. I, I, I love Breaking Bad. I started when it was on like season three. Because <clears throat> I went on uh, Netflix and I binged it. And then uh, I got caught up when it was like season three, season four ish. And then I started watching them as they were new. I would say season two and I think three has some pacing issues real bad. Mm-hmm. But then, like, I don't know what happens, but that show just gets like way better. Really? Yeah. I'm, I'm blown away. I'm, I'm still in season one. I'm like blown away by it. They, when it was on, I'm not going to say what, obviously, but uh, there's like a mid season finale between like season and like season five. And, um, the way they ended it, and then they we had to wait another year for the rest of the season, it gave me goosebumps, like, when I was watching it. And I would keep watching the same YouTube video over and over again, and I just kept getting goosebumps as time and time went on. Like, it's, like, up there is, like, the same feeling you get when you watch The Red Wedding and Game of Thrones. Oh, sure. Yeah, sure. and it's just, it's such a good feeling that a TV show can make you do that. And it's, that just shows how great that show is. That show is so fucking phenomenal. Yeah, I'm loving it. I'm fi- I have a feeling that later today, after we get off doing this, uh, <laughs> I'm probably going to go down with Elisa. I just, she just came home while you were talking earlier. She came home, she put on her pajama pants, and she went downstairs with the dogs. I'm like, well, she's going to the couch. That's going to be it. That's what we're doing for today. <laughs> yes, Breaking Bad is a good show to binge watch. It's phenomenal. 
Oh yeah, so I think we're gonna hit it hard today. We'll see how far I get. So yeah, um, before we get into our topic of the Christmas stuff, Mike, um, I want to go over some of the trailers uh, that I thought we could touch on, just to uh, you know, one, keep ourselves up to date in terms of what's coming out. And uh, two, to fill some time, because it's only the two of us on this episode. Correct. So so let's start out with one. And this is one I've actually been dreading since I, I, I get, you know, some of the emails from the um, the production company on this. Uh, I have a feeling that we're going to be getting a screener offer soon. Um, and I've been just like, I don't want to watch this. Was, ever since I heard the title and learned what the movie was, I'm like, I... Don't want to see this because it's a remake of one of my favorite movies of all time, mm-hmm. and I'm just dreading it. It's uh, Day of the Dead Bloodline. <laughs> now, especially because this is the, I want to say the third remake slash sequel to Day of the Dead, right? They had Day of the Dead 2. The Contagion. The Contagion, right? Was that Day of the Dead 2, The Contagion? What was the other one? Uh, then they had uh, Day of the Dead with... Uh... Was Bing Rames, Bing Rames and uh, Pat right. Cobain from Mad TV. <laughs> yeah. um, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> and then that, yeah, this is the third one. This is the third like I think... post Day of the Dead bullshit movie. They didn't make another one. Oh boy! So so the Ving Rames one was a remake, right? Yes. Yeah, because they had Bob Which... in there. Right. Which one had Nick Cannon? Was that Day of the Dead? Yeah, that, that was that was the no the original Day of the Dead. Came out or Contagion came out. Ah, son of a bitch. Day of the Dead. <laughs> now he's gonna look it up. <laughs> Contagium. Oh, it's Contagium Con- with an M. Contagium. What the hell does that mean? I know what Contagion is. It came is. out in What's 2005. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the Nick Cannon one is the same one as Ving Rames. Uh, then they have uh, Day of the Dead. Yeah, 2008. 2000, Day of the Dead 2 Contagion 2005, Day of the Dead in 2008, and then Day of the Dead Bloodline in 2018. And then okay, there's yeah, so short, the, but I don't think that has any... This is the third, yeah. right? Okay. So, as far as I understand it, this is this is pretty much like the Ving Rhames one. Uh, it looks like a remake, like a straight-up remake, or reimagining, or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, but I, but so the trailer's online. You can find it now. Actually, we were, we I just grabbed it from the um, if you go on the upcoming horror movies uh, YouTube page, you can find it right on there. It honestly, it looks way better than I thought it would. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I watched it without sound because of my okay, computer. This is the one you didn't get sound on. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Um, at first, I wasn't too bothered by the no sound thing because I thought I saw that it was Day of the Dead. But as I was watching the trailer, the vi- the the gore looks badass it looks looks like everything we've seen before in like a horror movie but it still doesn't look like the worst thing i've ever seen yeah yeah it's got practical effects and i mean that's a big positive the zombies look pretty good um i mean i i don't the bub guy doesn't look as good but i i don't know that he's called bub but you know what i mean it's bub it's a zombie chained up to a wall um looks okay and I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm not that I'm looking forward to this, but it has lessened my disgust. Oh, totally, it, definitely. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it, it looks it looks tense, and I, I don't know anything about the cast. I haven't heard anything good. The only thing I know is that one guy in it, 
um, is the guy who plays Jonah Hex in Legends of Tomorrow, another show that I'm the only person that watches. Yeah, I've never even heard of that show. <laughs> it's a DC comic book show. Okay. It's in the um, it's in the Flash Arrow universe, so they have lots of crossovers. And Jonah, H- if you know anything about Jonah Hex, he's the, uh, the the DC cowboy guy with the melted face. I think um, who the hell played him? That's uh, what's his name? Not Josh Brolin. Yeah, oh, it was Josh. Brolin. Yeah, it was Josh yeah. Brolin. Josh Brolin and uh, what's her face? The Transformers girl was in that movie. Megan Fox. Megan Fox. Yeah. Transformers girl. <laughs> I don't know, dude. What else was she in? <laughs> two and a, she was in an episode of Two and a Half Men. Oh, good, good. <laughs> Charlie Sheen or Aston Kutcher? She was in that one uh, vampire movie. Vampire movie. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, she was in. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, it's gonna bug me. Hold on. <laughs> Megan Fox. She. Was in Jennifer's Body. Oh, that wasn't a vampire. That was a demon movie. Uh, same thing. All right. Okay. But anyway, yeah. So, um, I don't know. The Day of the Dead Bloodline, it looks much better than I was expecting. And um, I, w- I think we probably will watch this, Mike. We're going to have to cover it in a future episode. Oh, yeah, definitely. Just because it's a Day of the Dead thing, and I, I think we may have at one point mentioned both the the previous two, the Contagium, and um, the Day of the Dead with Ving Rhames. <laughs> and I don't even know if we've actually covered them because they're fucking garbage. Maybe we'll do a special Day of the Dead episode. Actually, the the poster for the new Day of the Dead movie looks pretty cool. It's on IMDb, yeah. and it has yeah. like the classic uh, font for the Romero one. Yeah, there's something weird in the licensing with that movie because they, you know how uh, they had the Zack Snyder Dawn of the Dead? Uh-huh. The, the same company wasn't allowed to do the Day of the Dead because they sold off Day of the Dead to some other company, which is how that Ving Rhames movie happened, which is really weird, right? Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, I guess people are just allowed to make more of these movies for some <laughs> reason. <laughs> I guess. I've been... But, I mean, you know, it's not going to be the Ving Rhames version, hopefully. Okay, yeah. I'm hoping for an improvement on that. Yeah. So one of the other trailers we watched, other than that, I don't know if you got sound on this one. I did. I got the... sound on the next two. Okay, The Devil's Gate? Yeah. So what do you think is going on in this movie? I have no idea. I think um, it has aliens. Probably. <laughs> and uh, I think that's about all I know. And I think that's like a... They find out that aliens are abducting people on a farm, and uh, yeah, and, it, it, and water kills them. Oh my god! I don't <laughs> don't even get started on that. It, you know what? When I was watching this, I was thinking, I'm like, this is what that Shyamalan movie should have been. Like, it looks like people are taking on the aliens and running and fighting them. <clears throat> I just please don't be water. Just something else. <laughs> That's it in theaters too. Yeah, yeah, that's like another bigger movie. I don't know if that's going to really pull through. I think I it. You, I don't think Day of the Dead is going to theaters. You think that it is coming? Oh, uh, I got my doubts, man. I don't know. It says on IMDb coming soon in theaters January fifth. All right, all right. Well, we'll see. And IMDb uh, is not, never maybe not a wide release. Uh, I could see the Devil's Gate maybe getting a wide release though. It looks beautiful. It looks like a serious movie. Yeah, it does. So I'm actually, uh, that, I think that was the one uh, um, that we're talking about that I'm most looking forward to seeing. Like, I, I want to see this movie after that trailer. Yeah, it looks, it looks, it, it looks 
pretty good. Um, you know, it looks like a. It looks like it's not just like a typical alien movie. Like I think they're mm-hmm. trying to really like show that it's something a little bit more. I could be eating my own words on that. It could be like a straight up <laughs> like alien movie, but I, I think there's like more to it than the trailer gives credit for. Listen, if it, if it's not, then I'll just go back and edit this out of the episode and re-upload it. That's perfect. That's ethical. Yeah, yeah, I'll absolutely do that. No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> not an ounce of extra work. None shall be no done. No way. So the third one wasn't actually a trailer that we covered. The third one was a clip from the movie, uh, sort of giving you an idea of the tone and stuff, I guess. And this is from a movie called Once Upon a Time at Christmas. And I thought it was, you know, good for our Christmas episode. We could talk about this. It's an upcoming Christmas movie. And it looks to be a uh, another small town Santa slasher. <laughs> yeah. Which, which is like a subsection of Christmas movies now, I guess, you know. But... And this one scene alone shows more effort and time and talent than the majority of Christmas movies I have seen so far this year. Probably of most of the Christmas movies we'll be discussing today, without a doubt. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, no, um, this clip, uh, go check it out. It's on, again, the same uh, upcoming horror movies uh, YouTube page. Um, And it's literally just a section of the movie. What I was probably most impressed with was the long shot of the, I guess he's a sheriff, right? Walking through a police station, talking to people, and the camera's just following this guy as he walks all the way down the hallway, and you hear some background information being fed to you via the police scanner or whatever, and then he turns around and walks back the whole way down, and it's all one shot, and as he comes sort of back into where his um, co-workers all are in the offices, everybody's dead. Like, they were alive, he's talking to him. he walks down the hallway and turns back around and walks back, and then everyone's dead. All one shot, no cuts, and I'm like, that's that's some, you know, cinematography talent. And I like seeing that in a horror movie, that's a big thing for me. And, uh, you know, it sort of ends the, it ends implying the sheriff gets killed, but um, it looks cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm down for a Santa slasher, lots of violence. Now, what I'm really worried about, and this is a possibility... What if it's not just like one or two people killing? Like if, if if it's not just a slasher, if it's um like along the lines of the crazies where the town starts going nuts and the scene they showed us just happened to be a Santa killer. Interesting. I didn't think I about that. I don't know that that's a case, but I also don't know that it's not the case. <laughs> yeah, it could it could be. I, I'm really hoping it's a Santa slasher. Yeah, me too. Because me too. I, I'm really, I'm really in love with like long shots. I'm really like over the top for them. I, sure. I love long shots in movies. It shows so much talent. And the fact that I saw that in a horror film, I'm like, all right, I'm down. Yeah. And then Santa's Absolutely. at the end. Done. You got me. Yeah, yeah. So I was impressed with it. Um, I'll keep my eye on that movie. I'm. Not... <laughs> What worries me is it's too close to Christmas and the fucking thing isn't out yet. Like, when do you plan on bringing this out? In March? (laughs) I I don't know. know? Yeah, it could be the case of what you're saying, though, too. I hope not. Uh, I'd rather a single guy or even, you know, if it's a couple people or it's all part of the same Santa killer thing and, you know, they're all dressing up like the same Santa and nobody knows what's going on. I'm fine with that, too. What's the name of it? uh, it? It's called Once Upon a Time at Christmas. So I'm sure it is. So, yeah, go check out the clip. So let's get into some of our movies, Mike, our Christmas movies we've been um, watching lately. I'm going to have you start 
Okay. With uh, with the, one of the first movies you chose. So what do you got? Um, I picked Day of the Beast from 1995, and it's a uh, Spanish movie. So if you do like what you hear, be in the mood for some subtitles. Um, the director is Alex de la Iglesia. Iglesia. I'm so white that I can't pronounce other <laughs> other places in the world. Um, but apparently, uh, he's he's got really uh good talent under his belt because he's done a lot of other great movies but that's all just hearsay i've never seen him but uh fright master said that he said uh, it's a good movie but check out his other uh work too um so what attracted me to this film is um the imdb plot which is only one sentence but it, it struck me and i know i needed to see it and it said a catholic priest teams up with a black metal aficionado and an italian yeah. connoisseur of the occult to avert the birth of the beast and with it end the world and i was like this i need to see <laughs> so um i watched it and that's pretty much what it is and uh the whole movie kind of takes place obviously on um in 1995 but it takes place on on or the day before Christmas Eve. And um, what it is is this uh, uh, Spanish priest decodes the uh, St. John's cryptic book of Revelation. And he finds out that he knows the world is going to end on Christmas Eve. And the uh, Antichrist is going to be born, but he doesn't know where. So his whole thing is, is he needs to talk to Satan. And he wants, and in in the process of wanting to talk to Satan, he does all these immoral and evil things. So in the very beginning of the movie, he sees like this street mime, and he's on like this big post, and the priest just looks at him, he just pushes him over, and he keeps walking. <laughs> and um, he does all these like immoral, evil things because he's trying to get close to Satan, so we can have Satan tell him where the uh, birth of the Antichrist is going to be. And he goes into this um, heavy metal shop, which I loved. And um, he's looking, he like did some research and he has like three bands on a piece of paper. He's like, I need to find these bands and listen to them. And one of them is like Napalm Death and another one's Iron Maiden. <laughs> and it was so cool. And uh, Come on, Iron Maiden. Yeah. Well, oh, you know, that's, that's weak. Well, you know. They have Number of the Beast as one of their most popular oh, sure, albums. Sure. So that's that's, prob- that's probably it. Um, no, I get it. <laughs> I like the Napalm Death. Yeah, album. yeah. And uh, he's listening to the stuff in the record shop, and the record shop guy is like, "Hey, I like your style, man. You need to call me." And he teams up with him, and he sees like this occult guy on TV who has this really really bad show that's obviously like a fake reality show but this guy's like uh in the occult and he's uh trying to show people how the devil exists and stuff purely for cash grab and then he goes to his house and you try to convince him hey listen i need you to help me with actually finding the devil and the whole movie is is based around him trying to talk to satan and uh what happens in that process it's actually a really good movie i I had a lot of fun with it it had some pacing issues near the end but other than that i thought it was awesome now it sounds like um and maybe i'm misremembering this because it just came to me as you were giving me the description about uh you know the antichrist coming back during christmas uh have have you seen the uh the the schwarzenegger movie the uh, end of days uh a while ago long time ago was that on Christmas? I'm going to find out. I'm wondering if it w- if that's a Christmas movie. Because it sounds... <laughs> I mean, it, it's different. I'm just thinking Antichrist coming back. I know it was like sometime in the winter and a priest being involved and stuff. And um, 
just I don't know what the humor or anything in this movie is like. You're discussing. I haven't seen it, but uh, for whatever reason, the visuals. I'm thinking of. Uh, I'm thinking it of says end of New Days. Year's Eve. Oh, New Year's Eve. Okay, yeah. right, right, right. So I guess that's not technically a Christmas movie, but that might that one might be a nice addition to a New Year's uh, discussion. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> New Year's I Eve haven't one. seen that in a while, and I I remember liking it. Worth checking out on yeah. that one. But yeah, no this 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 sounds great because I'm a big fan of like. Roman Catholic, end of the world. Oh, me too. Movies. Me too. Totally. I, those those are like some of my absolute favorites. Like I think movies where if you take the Bible literally, and like yes, this will be the end of the world. I'm like that's fucking cool. Yeah, that's, that's... I, I love that. I, this is like no different from that because it's straight up, uh, you know, a Catholic priest is like decodes this book of revelation and everything and he finds out he's like hey the end of the world and it takes place on christmas eve so he's telling people he's like the end of the world is tonight <laughs> so it's it's pretty awesome cool yeah that sounds good what was the name of the movie again uh day of the beast it's also uh it's actually originally titled uh what the fuck edla oh god here we go <laughs> Eld- eldla de la bestia <laughs> El Dia, El Dia de la Bestia. Is your that sounds part. like Day of the Beast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I, I don't know much Spanish, but um, that was, that was pretty. A couple good of, a couple of guys in here actually worked with uh, Guillermo del Toro, Santiago uh, Segura. He was in uh, Hellboy and Pacific Rim. He's also in Blade Two. He's in this movie, uh, Torrente, El Brazo, Tanto de la Ley. <laughs> Which I think is a little popular among people. Hmm. And um, Alex Angulo is the lead character. And he was in Pan's Labyrinth. He's Dr. Fierro. Dr. Fierro. Uh, I'm trying to now I'm trying to remember Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah, it's been a while for me, too. Oh, boy. Uh, I, can't, I mean, I remember the, the, the bad guy, but he wasn't a doctor. Uh, maybe maybe he was one of the village, um, you know, the people that are in the village, like the guy that gets his face bashed in. Yeah, I don't remember at all, but yeah, I don't know. It's been a while since I watched it. But yeah, overall, I, I'd give it like I'd give Day of the Beast like a solid seven out of ten. Wow, I mean that's pretty good for a Christmas. Movie. Hell yeah, Christmas horror movie too. On top of it, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna check that out. It sounds good. Awesome. Well, for my first movie, I selected Mike. Um. I'm not going to say it was a mistake, but I sort of <laughs> knew what I was getting into when I looked at the cover. So, like, I think, like, maybe a year, no, a couple years back, maybe it was a year ago, um, I, I did a bunch of reviews for the UHM main page on Christmas horror movies. And uh, I think I'll, I'll probably actually start posting them again just so people can, like, get a look at some of the movies that I watched. <laughs> Here's a spoiler most of them are shit. Yeah. But um, I watched a few Krampus movies uh. for that for that review. Uh-huh. And as far as I'm concerned, there's one good Krampus movie. <laughs> it's called Krampus. Yes. You know, it's the one from the guy that made Trick or Treat and it's got Adam Scott in it and, you know, it's a fun little horror movie that takes place and it's it's about Krampus. I watched three or four other Krampus movies. Yikes. And uh, this one slipped by me, but I managed to pick it up on DVD, <laughs> but I never made a review of it, so I decided to watch it this Christmas season. It's called Krampus Unleashed. I'm holding the DVD right now. Uh, let's see. It's from 2016 and, um, it is a super low budget shitty horror movie, but for some reason it, it had enough heart that like 
I had a good time watching it, and that's that's a lot more than I could say for a lot of other Krampus movies. Um, it's not good by any means. It's it's bad directing, action, script, dialogue, um, sound effects, special effects. Actually, I'll tell you this: the special effects are okay. Uh, lots of practical stuff, so I appreciate that. I appreciate the effort. Um, severed heads, arms, guts being ripped out, all that stuff is great, and I'll, I'll give them a big kudos for going, you know, that route in terms of, uh, instead of just doing CGI blood spurts and shit that you get in a lot of these crap newer movies. So, um, so they had some good special effects in it. Otherwise, the movie is just really atrocious, but there's, there's an odd charm to it that, like, just draws you in a little bit for whatever reason. Uh, the, the plot is basically, when the movie starts, it shows a flashback to a while back, and these guys are out in the desert um, digging up what they think is treasure from a treasure map they found from some guy in the Old West. Uh, they dig up the treasure, and it's a box. They open the box, and there's a strange, like, onyx-type crystal. It's a big rock uh, inside the box, and, you know, one guy's laughing, like, oh, you got a bunch of worthless shit here, and the other guy's like, no, this has got to mean something, blah, blah, blah. Well, for whatever reason, the 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 rock starts glowing, and um, I think I think because the guy, like, his cigarette dropped on it or something, and the fire makes the rock glow. And then Krampus appears and just eviscerates these guys, <laughs> like ripping guts off, tearing arms out, just fucking crazy talk. Then it cuts away to the modern day, and a family is having a Christmas reunion, but it all takes place in the old, I'm sorry, the old west, in, in, the, in like the west. I don't know if it's Arizona or fucking Texas or somewhere, you know, <laughs> it's all in like the desert. So, you know, there's no snow, there's no real good Christmas feeling, but, you know, there's Christmas lights in a tree, and the family's having Christmas dinner and stuff, and you get introduced to the characters, and there isn't one single character that isn't a despicable piece of shit. Every person's the worst. You're just like, I hate this kid, I hate this guy, I hate his wife, I hate this guy. You're like, the guy you think is the main character, you're like, I fucking hate this guy. <laughs> Like, everybody's just the worst. There's no one you're attached to, so all you're looking forward to is these people dying. Thankfully, they all get murdered in horrible ways. <laughs> so, um, there's nudity in it, so that's a little fun. Um, Krampus just storms through. The, the, the family eventually finds this rock in a river when they're panning for gold. Don't ask. And, um, it just, uh, you know, Krampus stomps around, kills a bunch of people until they figure out how to take him out, which is really dumb at the end. But in the world of shitty Krampus movies, and I've got, let me see, what are the other ones that I've got here? Hold on. Oh, so this, the movie I'm talking about is called Krampus Unchained, right? Mm -hmm. And, uh, some of the shittier ones are Krampus the Reckoning. That's probably the worst one. And then Krampus, the Christmas Devil, which is also extremely bad, but at least they were trying something unique on that. It's more of a police drama than it is anything else. So, um, in the world of Krampus movies, I'll give this one Krampus Unleashed is the second best Krampus movie I've seen. And I, uh, I'm, I'm going to go with not counting the, um, um, what's the, the, a Christmas horror story, you know, that had Krampus in it. But that was only in one section of the uh, of the anthology, so I don't really count that. There, one. 
Krampus, uh, the Michael Doherty one, opened up a lot of doors for people to make Krampus movies. I don't know yes. where these came from, but as I was looking on Amazon Prime for movies to watch, there's tons of Krampus movies up there. <clears throat> They're unbelievable, and like I said, every single one of them is bad except Krampus. The Michael Doherty one. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so is the one you were talking about Unleashed or Unchained? Oh, shit. Did I say Unchained? Yeah, you initially said Unchained, and I couldn't find it. My bad. I meant Unleashed. Unleashed. Yeah, I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the cover right now. I got it in my hand. It's so got a, I said Unchained. It's my bad. It has a 2.4 on IMDb. Yep. But it's on, yep. it's it's on n- Amazon Prime. It's not a good movie, and... <laughs> Mike, if you're going to watch any of these Krampus movies... <laughs> okay, if you're even thinking of The Reckoning or... Whatever the other one I fucking said was Krampus the Christmas Devil. Um, there's there's a lot more too, but these are the ones that I've seen. This is the one to watch above those other two, and that's not a glowing recommendation. No. Uh, it's a shitty, shitty movie, but for whatever reason, uh, I was able to make it through it. So that's a positive, right? Yeah, that, yeah, that's that's a huge achievement. <laughs> so yeah, that's um, that's my Krampus choice for this season. So what's uh, what's your your second movie you got there, Mike? Um, I decided to check out. Uh, well, not check out, but I've I've seen this plenty of times. It's Christmas Evil from 1980. Sure, uh, that's a classic. Christmas, oh, it's uh, so good. Movie. It's um the original titles. You better watch out. So you may have to find it that way. Um, but it's on Amazon for like 15 bucks, and it's so worth it. I watch this every Christmas, and uh, it's like the the most Christmassy movie I've seen in a while. <laughs> Um, it was written and directed by Lewis Jackson, who has done jack shit otherwise. Um, but it starts off with a uh, Christmas Eve night and the mom, there's a mom and two kids and, uh, she was like, oh, you got to go to bed soon. And they're, they're hanging up on the staircase and they're watching Santa, you know, put presents underneath the, the Christmas tree. And they're all like, you know, oh my God, it's Santa Claus when it's obviously the dad. And um, the kids go to bed, and one of the kids, he can't sleep, so he wakes up in the middle of the night and comes downstairs, and he sees <laughs> he sees Santa Claus eating his mother's pussy. <laughs> and um, <laughs> so it's a, like... I saw, it's, I saw mommy kissing <laughs> yeah, Santa Yeah, it's a new Claus. take on that, which always <laughs> makes me laugh. And uh, she's got, like, these stockings on. She's pulling up her legs. And Santa's just, uh, you know, he's, like, kissing her in her thigh and everything. It's implied that. And it kind of fucks him up. And he finds out that Santa's not real. And and it kind of uh, fast-forwards to him as an adult. And he's just mentally fucked up. He's he's so screwed up. But he's, like, a manager of a, of a toy uh, manufacturing company. And but he still loves Christmas and he bails on his brother's Thanksgiving Day uh, dinner because he wants to stay at home and watch this, uh, the Christmas parade on TV. And he gets all giddy when he sees Santa Claus. And what he ends up doing is he, he spies on kids and he has like a naughty and nice book. And he's like, like literally on a uh, building with binoculars staring into children's windows. And he sees this uh, little girl and she's like playing with a doll. And he goes, oh, you've been good this year. And then he sees <laughs> he sees like a little boy. And he's like uh, he's reading like this Playboy magazine or penthouse. And he's like he just shakes his head. He's like, <laughs> can't believe it. 
So there was one scene that makes me laugh, and uh, he's walking by this uh, this apartment building, and all these kids are hanging out in the staircase. And uh, he's like, how is everybody today? And the little girl's like, I'm good. How about you? He's like, oh, I'm doing fine. He's like, what do you all ask for Christmas? And she's like, a doll. And (laughs) and he's like, how about you, Johnny, or whatever his name is? And he's like, a year subscription to Penthouse Magazine. (laughs) (laughs) So he gets all pissed off, and... um, he dresses up as Santa Claus. And what's cool about this movie is he he's the main character, but also the villain of the movie because he's just so yeah. crazy. So he goes uh, to his own manufacturing plant. He steals a whole bunch of toys. He goes to a children's hospital and drops off all these toys. But when he sees somebody naughty, he kills them. And he doesn't have any, uh, like... He doesn't care where he's at because a midnight mass gets out on Christmas Eve and he stabs a guy in the eye with like a whole group of people. It's coming out of church and he just drives off in a Christmas van that has a big like, van. Yeah, it is big like label of uh, Santa Claus on the side. And it's it's such a fun movie because the lead actor who plays Santa, his name's uh, 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 Brandon Maggart. I don't know if he's been in many like other things, but his brother actually has uh, Jeffrey Demon. He's been in um, Walking Dead and he's been in a whole bunch of other movies. And but the lead uh, guy who plays him is just fantastic. He's so much fun and he's such a great psychopath. He dresses up he's Santa like- and he like dances and he sings songs and he goes Merry Christmas and he does it so well. Like I would hire this guy to be Santa at a party or something. <laughs> if he wasn't stabbing people. Yeah, and it's just oh my god, it's so cool. Like this movie is one of my favorite Christmas movies because. Even I don't want to give away the the very ending scene. Oh my god! I was I was going to mention it, Mike. I was going to just mention it. <laughs> so it it it's up to interpretation, right? I guess oh, we can say yeah. that. I just like, think he lost his mind because okay, well, spoilers. <laughs> if you don't want to know the complete ending scene, listen. I think uh, I think this will only help people want to watch the okay, movie, fine. which which should which should be uh, you know a positive for it. Yes. Okay. Well, the the final the very final scene is his brother kind of confronts him and his, uh, he drives off like this cliff thing in his yeah. van. And instead of the van, you know, going over and bursting into a fireball and there's wreckage everywhere, <laughs> the van just keeps flying like a sled. <laughs> and he goes past like the moon and everything. And it's 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 brilliant. It's it's so like his mind finally like, completely snapped. That's my interpretation of it. I doubt like he actually like became Santa Claus. <laughs> you, don't, you don't think you don't think the van just kept going? <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> But I think it's it's I think it's like the perfect ending to this movie. It's perfect. I, I love it. It's so funny. No, you're you're absolutely right. I I completely fucked up by, by not watching this movie for years. Like I've I've remembered it, and I just for whatever reason never made it back to it. But like I I have to revisit this, and I'm mad at myself for not watching it before the podcast. <laughs> I should have gone back to it, especially because. Um, if you get this is I don't even know if they still have it on the DVD, but if you get the DVD and I think there was actually a Blu-ray release recently. I don't remember who did it. Um, somebody did a Blu-ray release and I think that has it as well. There's a audio track with commentary by John Waters, the amazing filmmaker from the 70s, who's known for his 
I mean, 70s, 70s, 80s, fucking, he's still probably making movies today. Yeah. Known for his um, just, like, love of trash and just ridiculous things. Apparently, this is one of John Waters' favorite movies, and he has the best commentary ever on this thing. And I've been meaning to watch it for years. My um, my cousin John on uh, on his podcast had turned me on to it, uh, You Can't Sit With Us. Uh, he's like, you have to watch it with the John Waters commentary. It's like an entire game changer. Oh, that's awesome! I'm like, I'm like, fuck, I gotta, I gotta watch this now. And so, you know, I, I, I'm gonna try to get it in before Christmas, as you know, part of my Christmas viewing, to check this one out again. Um, it, it, it absolutely, it, it is one of the best Christmas movies. Uh, when we were discussing earlier the uh, the Christmas movies that slipped by us, yeah, this is this is one that I fucking completely forgot about. And I'm ashamed that I did. <laughs> I repent. <laughs> it's it's so much fun, and I, like I said, it's like 15 bucks on Amazon, and it's so worth it. It's 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 just absolutely worth it. Yeah, Christmas Evil is that the Blu-ray that you're talking about? Um, I don't know. Because within the last two years or so, it just got re-released. The um, picture on IMDb of Christmas Evil, of course, my internet's hanging up, but um. Uh oh. Yeah. If you lose your internet while we're doing this, it, it already happened twice while we were talking, so I've never. It's okay. <laughs> but, um, Christmas Evil. It was on the the picture on IMDb. It said Synapse at the bottom, so I know Synapse. Okay. I think had something to do with a re-release of it. Sure. Yeah. No, that's that should be definite check. If you're a Christmas horror fan, that's a must. You know, like we we admit, we'll we'll go over some of the more classic Christmas movies at the end, but that one's got to be added to the list. Oh yeah. All right, so let's move on here. Christmas Evil is great, and now we're going to move on to something that's maybe a little less great, one of my other choices. And I think you had watched this earlier just looking at your... Um, <laughs> yes, I did. Uh, your, your list <laughs> of films. Um, I watched Secret Santa, <laughs> which is a 2015 film directed and written by Mike McMurrin, um, which was weird because when I, I just Googled on IMDb, another Secret Santa appeared from 2017... And I don't know if that movie has actually come out yet, but I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> that's not the one I'm talking about. <laughs> but no, Secret Santa 2015, it, it's it's available on Amazon Prime. If you have Amazon Prime, it'll show right up. In fact, they pre- they've been pushing it on me recently. Like if, if I go on Amazon, they're like, oh, you need to watch this. You watch a lot of really shitty horror movies. And here's one for Christmas. <laughs> it's one for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so the... Um, the basic once over on Secret Santa is that a bunch of college kids live in a house and they're having a Christmas party. Um, their Christmas party entirely consists of themselves that live in the house. <laughs> Which <laughs> I don't know, man. I've been to a lot of I've been to a lot of college parties and, and other parties in my life, and none of them have been just entirely the people. It wasn't in the like house. five people. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Like, if I was hosting what I would call a party, it would be other people invited to the place that I live. <laughs> Not just everyone that lives there. Yep. So, um, so I don't know. I thought that was funny. But it's, um, they all get together and uh, they're hosting a party. Meanwhile, there is uh, what seems to be a, a serial killer going in a black ski mask going around w- killing all the, the attendees of the party slash the residents of the house. And um, they each uh, receive a secret Santa present that is the thing that ends up killing them by the killer. And really, that's the majority of the plot. The, the sort of background of the plot is that each person has their own, I guess you'd call it secret or, I don't know, 
hidden identity or something. And the movie sort of plays with those as it goes along. And I mean, this this is kind of going to be spoiler heavy, but I can't really talk about this movie without spoiling it, I feel like. Um, so like there's one girl who, you know, she's a goody two shoes. Well, actually, she's not the goody two shoes. She's like, you know, uh, a nice girl that's dating a guy, but she is also a webcam girl that goes on and shoves baguettes and squashes up her pussy. <laughs> um, so that's sort of her, her background that she doesn't, her boyfriend doesn't know about. Then there's the drunk slut and the drunk slut is sleeping with the porn girl's boyfriend, but the porn girl doesn't know. And obviously the boyfriend is cheating on the porn girl. That's his hidden backstory. And then there's the girl that's actually goody two shoes. Um, who is all into making the Christmas food, which apparently sucks because everybody like spits it out and hides it around the house because they don't want to eat her food. And uh, she's sleeping with the professor who comes in later. And the professor, like looking at this movie, I don't know if they just weren't able to cast anyone over the age of like 25, but they've got like this guy playing the professor. He looks like everyone else in the movie. Like, he should be one of the students. I mean, everyone, every one of the students looks like they're in their early 30s, and this professor looks like he's in his early 30s. Yep. So, okay. Um, then there's the nerdy guy, who his secret, I guess, is that he's impotent. <laughs> yeah, I guess so, huh? <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't even call him nerdy. Yeah. He sucks at being a student. Oh, you know, you're right. You're right. I say nerdy. He's just like a goofy guy uh, who's bald and has a sketchy mustache <laughs> and... I don't know, like does a a bunch of um, drugs to keep himself awake to take a test. Yeah. That's his background, his backstory. And he can't fall asleep. Yeah, he can't fall asleep, but he wants to, but he doesn't want to, but he wants to study. We've all been there. I guess. I don't know, man. So, um, yeah, they all receive their, their secret Santa gifts and they get dispatched with said gifts at various points in the movie. And also, as a nice little bonus, there is a weird, creepy stalker that is going uh, trying to steal the porn girl's panties. And from what I understand, ends up sniffing the panties for about 35 minutes. Because there's one scene where he finds the panties and he sniffs them. And then a bunch of the rest of the movie happens, and then they cut back to him later in the movie, like a half hour later, and he's still sniffing the panties. So he's been there for a while. Um, the kills in the movie are actually really good. I, I enjoy them. They're hysterical, and they make you laugh. The acting is piss poor. Um, the story, as I just described, the entire fucking thing is nonsense. And, um, I don't know. It was, it was enjoyable in terms of like, I see where this is going and it's going to be ridiculous. And like, you sort of know what's going to happen, but you're just waiting to see how they end up getting killed. And, um, there was, there was really one kill that I absolutely loved because it completely subverted my expectations of what was actually going to happen. And And I give them fucking so much credit for just, just like completely going the opposite way of what I thought they were going to do. Um, that was actually the slutty girl in the bathtub. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought that kill was fucking brilliant because you're like, all right, I know what's going to happen. He's going to plug in the thing and throw it <laughs> into the water and she's going to get electrocuted. No, that's not that's Well, she has she got a, a hair dryer as her gift, mm-hmm. meaning she's going to get killed with a hair dryer. 
So she's taking a bath, and you're like, all right, killer's going to come in. He's going to plug in the hair dryer and drop it in the bath. That's not what happens. She just gets her skull crushed with hair dryer. <laughs> he just keeps hitting it on her head. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, filmmakers, that's an A+, plus, double A+, plus because I was not expecting it. Good special effects in that one shot, and... Um, Completely not what I was expecting. So if you can if you can change a horror fan's mind in one shot, you know, mm-hmm. good job, guys. That was great. But overall, I don't know, man. Um, I I wasn't blown away by it, but it wasn't the worst Santa slasher I've seen. I kind of actually, I don't know if this compares, but I think I may have enjoyed this a little bit better than. Um, all through the house. I don't know if you've seen that one, Mike. Uh, yes, I did watch so that, it, but that, oh yeah, that was piss. That was the one with the black Santa. I mean, I say black Santa. I don't mean black Santa. I mean, a Santa that has a fa- a plastic mask. That's black. Yeah. Something like that. Very forgettable movie. I, so I, I kind of like this one a little better. Yeah. Now, what'd you think of, uh, of secret Santa? I, I enjoyed it. Um, I took away the, the good parts of what you said and I expected the bad already, <laughs> you know? Okay. Right. I, yeah, I, no, I'm, I'm sort of with you on that. I'm with you on that. Like I knew it was going to be really lousy acting. The first two minutes of the movie, it shows like the whole, how the whole a movie was going to be acting wise. And, but this, but I thought the story was pretty cool and I thought the gore was awesome. Yeah. So good, I, good gore facts, yeah, so. I, 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 enjoyed the movie i was very surprised because i was going into it like oh fuck you know what i mean but uh yeah i i liked it now did you see the twist coming or did you care about the twist um i didn't so, so i didn't see it coming but i also didn't care right did you like you didn't know who the secret santa killer was going to be right right and i didn't as well and i i, I feel like they i mean I just feel like they didn't put anything noticeable in it. I mean, maybe you have to watch the movie again, knowing who the killer is at the end, that maybe you can figure it out. But I really don't think you can. No, because they kind of like, I don't know. Like, it's like, okay. And then when the the killer was unveiled or revealed or whatever, it's just like, oh, all right. You know what I mean? It's not like a, (laughs) like, like, oh, okay. It's like a kind of, it's, it's, it's cool for, it's probably on paper. It was a neat idea, but it it wasn't executed too well. Yeah, I feel like they should have not given hints, but I mean, like, um, I don't know, I guess made the killer, the killer shown earlier in the movie, and I'm not going to go over who the killer is, but uh, sort of made the killer a little more, I don't know, angered at the people living there or, you know, some sort of intent of, yes, now the killer has a reason for doing what they're doing because they did not give that at all. No, which was which was a joke in the movie when the killer's explaining what he did <clears throat> or sort of why he did it. <clears throat> that that is a joke in the movie, but I don't know it didn't it didn't play off for me. I think some of the jokiness parts of this movie is what really fell flat for me. Um, I liked they should they should have gone more, you know, spoof than they than they sort of did. They They tried to. Oh, I don't know. I, I guess it was sort of halfway between being like a comedy and a horror movie. Yeah, but the comedy wasn't funny. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. They should have stuck more to the horror <laughs> side, and uh, and it would have worked out a lot better. See, like I could I could deal with horror movies that have lousy acting because not everybody could just like scream and actually be scared on camera. But if you're gonna yeah. do that, try to find an actor who's actually like funny, 
because you have actors in here that can't pull off either genres. <laughs> so it, it's really like a big mess in that in that aspect. Yeah. When I first saw um, the slutty girl, uh, I thought she looked like a, tr- a classic horror movie, you know, slutty girl, tramp, whatever. And I'm like, oh, okay, this girl's going to have, you know, it, it, she's going to be sort of the best one for this movie because she sort of fits the stereotype the best. And, you know, she has the look. She she was acting exactly like you'd expect. She reminds me of, um, uh, what's her face in Black Christmas, the one that's a bitch that was drinking the whole time. Oh, that's, uh, what's her face? She's in Superman. Um, yes, yes. Superman's girlfriend, Lois Lane. Um, shit. Not, uh, for, uh, what the fuck's her name? God damn it. I know. Now I'm feeling, now I'm an asshole because I fucking brought it yeah, up. Yeah, I know. I love Black was. Christmas and I'm a big fucking. <laughs> All right, Mike, look it up because I don't have IMDb open. Uh, Margot Kidder. Margot Kidder. Yeah. God damn it. Yes. She reminded me of the Margot Kidder type, like just a drunk and a bitch. And I'm like, okay, this is, this is what we're looking for. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. It's worth checking out. Free on Amazon Prime. So if you're, if you have Amazon Prime, and you're looking for a Christmas horror movie, I I approve looking at this one, but I wouldn't be searching it out if you don't have Amazon Prime. Don't sign up to watch this. No, 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 no. <clears throat> so what do we got? Uh, what do we got next? What's your last movie you have selected here? Um. Well, I didn't know we were doing three, so I kind of just picked. The- oh, <laughs> we were doing three. What did we do? Both of yours already? Yeah, we did two. Oh, fuck. Are we done? I think so. We could do a third one. Fuck it. Let's do a third one. I'll pick one from uh, last year that I didn't uh, didn't go over yet. All right. Well, I'll uh, I'll pick Better Watch Out, which came out this year or uh, 2016. I guess USA 2017. I don't know what the story is with that. Um, yeah, I haven't seen that one. Um, this this is like this could be a new yearly movie for me to watch for Christmas because I really, really like this. Yeah. Um, I have one complaint with it, but I'll get into it. So this movie is, uh, marketed that a babysitter has to defend, uh, uh, this, uh, kid that she's well babysitting a 12 year old kid from intruders. And she finds out that's not like an ordinary home invasion. Um, I really don't want to spoil anything because since you haven't seen it, but, um, I really just think that this is like a blind watch, uh, came out and I didn't really pay much attention to it. Cause you know how Christmas horror movies are, but I, I watched it. I think it's on Netflix. I think, um, I watched it and I loved it. It has, uh, Olivia DeLong in it and, um, X Oxenbolt who are actually play brother and sister in that Shyamalama ding dong movie. What the hell is it called? The one that they visit their grandparents. Oh, I haven't seen that one yet. Oh God. Um, um, it's a, no, no, no. I know this one. The visit. Yeah. The, the visit. visit. Which is also another really good movie, but they play brother and sister in that, but they, mm-hmm. uh, they're both in this and, um, the kid she's babysitting, uh, Levi Miller is also fantastic in this. So it has a really good cast. It has, um, and a really, really, really good story. And, but it's, 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 it has a twist in it. That's like way better than the last Shyamalan movie. <laughs> um, uh, it's so hard to not spoil it. I'm like, 
<laughs> stepping over myself constantly before I'm going to say anything. The only thing I what's what, what's the movie like? What's a, you know what do we got in? Um, I would say it is a mix between Home Alone and like a like an like a serious like invasion film, like a home invasion film. Okay, like the Strangers type of thing, or sort of, yeah. I mean, it's it's. The only, the only complaint I have about this movie is that uh, all the deaths are off screen. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, there's there's gore in it and there's practical effects, but it's like they like cut away for some stupid reason and they come back and then they they show it a little bit. But uh, that's my only real complaint of the movie. But otherwise, it's a very satisfying film to watch. Hmm. Interesting. So, so what are the kills like? Um... <laughs> Like I said, it's kind of like a Home Alone movie. So, oh Jesus! <laughs> yeah. Uh, so um, there's actually um, a Home Alone reference in it. So the killer sets this guy in a chair underneath like this uh, big hallway because it's a huge house. So he has like a paint can tied to a oh, rope. God. Yeah, and he throws yes. the paint can <laughs> over, and the guy's like ducking. He's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" You know, and he keeps like ducking around and everything. And finally, the can hits him. And there's a beautiful shot of the paint coming out onto the floor. Because like I said, it's all off screen. So the paint's coming onto the floor and it's mixed with blood. Hmm. It's pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah, it's 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 pretty uh it's pretty badass. I do love that it's a home home alone reference. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh Which would be a great Christmas slasher if uh if they actually followed through on the uh, quote unquote on the kills of the traps on Home Alone. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh that's actually pretty good. But um, the the story doesn't go any way that you think it will, um, and it's it's really fun. The actors really bring a lot of fun to this. It's hard for me to to talk about because it just came out. And I really don't want to give away spoilers because the twist is pretty awesome. But uh, yeah, it's it's definitely worth the watch. All right, uh, yeah, I'm gonna check it out. You said you think it's on Netflix? Uh, I believe it is on Netflix. Let me check real fast. All right, I'll put that on my uh, I'll put that on my list for sure. Um... Yeah, if I can't remember, there's another one, a uh, recent horror movie I've been wanting to watch on Netflix. No, Better Watch Out is not on Netflix. How the fuck did I watch it? Oh, oh, you didn't steal it, did you, Mike? Oh, I did steal it. That's how I watched it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, don't, uh, don't do what I did. Actually, go out. And, is this uh, actually, is it out? Is it out somewhere? Can we? <laughs> Let me check. <laughs> uh, now I'm going to check, too. Better Watch Out. Let's see what we Pretty got sure here. it's out. I think twenty six. Oh, yeah. Okay, this is on DVD. I know that. Yeah, I've because I I've considered buying this. Uh, it actually had a price drop on Amazon. Yeah, the Blu-ray DVD is only fifteen bucks. It's I, it's cheaper than Christmas Evil, <laughs> but it's out of stock. Gotcha. This was this showed up on my wish list. I know from Amazon. Um, yeah. So it's probably on iTunes. It's probably on. It's on everything. You know, Google Play and all that other shit because it's already come out. It's on Amazon Video for uh, five bucks. I, I yep, it's yep. way worth the rent. Oh, it's on Shutter. Oh, is it? Okay. Yep. There you go. Shutter's a big. So uh, that's what I watched it on. I watched screen. it on Shutter. Good job, Mike. <laughs> you totally, you totally didn't just steal this. No. <laughs> but I will, I will so, definitely end up be buying it because that's like with Christmas Evil. I would love to watch this every year because it's very Christmassy. It takes place, I think, on like Christmas Eve or something. Um, but yeah, it's 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 awesome. Awesome, yeah, that's what I like to see too, like a real Christmassy movie. 
So the the last one I'm going to choose here uh, is also a very Christmassy movie, but like you had you had mentioned on your Spanish film, um, this is a foreign movie. I'm going to go over Saint Nick, aka Sint. Okay. Um, have you seen this one? Yeah, Mike? I watched it recently. Okay, so uh, this is a oh boy, where's it from? I want Netherlands, Norwegian. Uh, it's uh, something over there. S- it's something over there. Sweden, Norwegian, the Netherlands. I am not too sure exactly which which. Uh, I think it's Norwegian. It I is. really think it's Norwegian. Okay, so we'll go with we'll go with uh, it's a it's a movie from Norway. We'll go with that. Um, and this is a it's an absolutely a Christmas movie because it deals with Saint Nick, <clears throat> um, and it sort of tr- treats him as both a historical figure. And a like serial killing monster, um, and uh, the movie sort of starts off with uh, a, a a backstory that it goes it goes back in the day and it shows Saint Nick and his Black Peters um, going around destroying a town, killing people, killing children, just fucking devastation to sort of give you the backstory that St. Nick isn't exactly the gift giving Chris Kringle that you're thinking of. Um, and then it goes to a modern day and it deals with a bunch of high school kids that are, uh, you know, going through high school and there's, there's sort of the usual high school kids you, you have despite like when I watched this, it was actually subtitled. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw it dubbed or subbed. Um, <clears throat> I saw it. I saw it dubbed, and I real quick. I wouldn't watch it dubbed. No, yeah, the dubbed was dubbed is terrible. It's always terrible. So go go for the subtitles, guys. Come on, you could you could read a little bit. There's not much story here. It's a horror movie. (laughs) Come on, a drama. I can understand where there's a lot of like subtext and dialogue and shit. We're talking about Santa Claus killing people. Okay, (laughs) we'll just go with this. Go with the uh, the subtitle. Everything will be fine. But um, but no, in this one. You get a bunch of asshole teenagers, and it they start to discover that the Saint Nick legend is actually real, and uh, he shows up and starts killing people every thirty two years, I think it is, if I if I remember right, something like that, every thirty years or something. Um, and for whatever reason, the high schoolers they they go to school and they give each other dildos in a class. Yeah, that doesn't and, happen. In, that didn't happen in your high school. I, I don't remember that. I mean, mm, that's there's weird. parts of high school I probably blocked out, but I don't remember <laughs> receiving dildos as Christmas gifts from my fellow classmates. <laughs> but um, I guess they're they're a little bit more liberal there. Um, oh, it's I got I have notes on here that says Dutch Mike, so that's probably oh uh, yeah 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 you're yeah <laughs> same thing. They're all the same over there. Same thing. Uh, yeah, Northern Western Europe. We'll just go with that. But anyway, um, the movie's real interesting. It's it's got a lot of um, big budget sort of set pieces, uh, like when Saint Nick is riding his his undead horse through the town on top of buildings and like crashing through windows and stuff. That part always stood out for me. Is like this is fucking serious and awesome. The only downside I have is. I, I feel like they just didn't follow through with this movie. Like, it has a lot of great ideas. It's got a lot of great sequences. But there's nothing that really connects them or grabs me and says, like, this is amazing. It's all just... There's a lot of, like, uh, 
tone issues and pacing issues to the movie that there's ups and downs. There's a lot of great sequences, but it doesn't, it doesn't hold itself together. And I, I don't know how you felt watching this. I mean, maybe you liked it a little bit more than I did, but I thought it had some detriments to it. No, I, I completely agree. Uh, looking at my IMDb list, I gave it a four. <laughs> um, but I, Oh, you were even more negative than I was. I'm more of like in the six range and stuff. Like I liked, you know, some of the sequences so much that it sort of elevated it, but I just didn't think it got connected together enough. Well, I watched it on YouTube and I, I bought it on YouTube or rented it on YouTube for like three bucks or something. And it was dubbed. And when I, my subs weren't working or something, so I had to watch it dubbed. And that really brought down the enjoyment of it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the only thing I really remember about this movie is the the Saint Santa Claus, Saint Nick type thing. Other than that, I thought the cast sucked and uh, I thought they were very bland and the only real redeeming quality about this was the, the Santa Claus because he looked awesome. And like you said, oh, yeah, he was he, like hitting up like he was on top of buildings and everything. It was badass. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and it's a different um, it's a different culture than we think of when we think of like Santa Claus and stuff. Like I said, one of the big downsides to this movie that I sort of noted is the the um black peters who are supposed to be santa's helpers or saint nick's helpers and um apparently there's traditions um where like the kids or or people will dress up as a black peter and that just means wearing blackface yeah and it's really awkward you're like oh my god yeah i couldn't believe that i was like whoa like what are you doing you can't wear blackface (laughs) (laughs) you can't do that (laughs) you can't do that I don't know if you've ever seen the Always Sunny episode where, uh, <laughs> where, fucking, yeah. where Mac is playing Murtaugh. And they switch, <laughs> like, no, they they switch off in the... In the... <laughs> oh, there's, there's the part weapon. halfway where we wanted to play each other's parts, so we switched. <laughs> lethal Weapon 5 and 6 yep. are my favorite Lethal Weapons, without a doubt. That's another thing I've been doing, Mike, is because Always Sunny is, as of right now, it's yeah, no longer on Netflix. I... Spent three weeks crushing Always Sunny just to be like, fuck you, Netflix. I'll show you getting rid of this yep. best fucking show ever. I mean, crushing Always Sunny. Um, but anyway, yeah, though the uh, the blackface, that's a no-go. Although the one scene with the kid in blackface that gets killed was a great scene. He gets his head chopped off. Oh, yeah. So, I don't know. I, I, I think uh, St. Nick is a movie that has... Great scenes, individual scenes. I mean, it's almost one of those movies you could be like, yeah, watch a YouTube, uh, like, kill scene. You know, they have those um, montages of just the kill scenes in some horror movies. Mm -hmm. Like, it would be worth it in this movie. There's a lot of great individual sequences, but together, it just doesn't make a really good movie. It's just a little disappointing. But it's fun for a... Oh, I guess sort of a foreign take on the the Christmas side, you know, the whole Christmas mythos. Sort of like Rare Exports is great because it's it's not the typical American Christmas thing we think of, but it's still a great movie. Mm-hmm. Saint Nick is, you know, again a different Christmas take, but it's not nearly as good as like Rare Exports or something else like that. Definitely. So that's what I got. So Mike, in your uh, then you mentioned that. Um, the previous movie, Better Watch Out, you would add to your like must watch Christmas list for every year. Um, what are some of the other movies on that list? Uh, Black Christmas for sure. Right. Um, the hell else am I saving? Probably Silent Night, Deadly Night. Uh, <laughs> Any of the others? <laughs> just Silent Night One. 
man. You know, Val has an unhealthy <laughs> obsession with Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2. She just loves that guy's eyebrows. And if you're unfamiliar with Silent Night, Deadly Night 2, 75% of the movie is a flashback. And then the other, That's and the other like 25% is some dude with eyebrows is going to town on people. That's very accurate. Extremely accurate. And, and when you say eyebrows, every word the man says, and as I'm saying this, I'm trying to do it with my own eyebrows. Mm-hmm. Every word that he says, he's lifting his eyebrows. <laughs> like, like, imagine, the best way to describe it, I think, is imagine you have a sock puppet, and every word you say, you open and close the mouth of the sock puppet. Mm-hmm. Try doing the exact same thing with your eyebrows. Every word you say, you try lifting and it's, dropping it's, your eyebrows. He's talented, you know. Um, another one I'd add to that list is a short uh, comedy horror film called Treevenge. Have you seen that? No, Treevenge. Yes, it's from the guys who actually did a Trailer Park Boys. I do. Oh. And no, it's the guy from. Um, he did Hobo with a Shotgun. He directed Hobo with a Shotgun. He directed a, sure. a segment in VHS two. Um, well, he was friends with the Trailer Park Boys. Yes. So in this, that's that's why Ricky's in that movie. Yes, <laughs> and in Treevenge, you have uh, J Rock. And uh, oh, what the fuck's her name? What's who's Ricky's like girlfriend's name? Oh, um, Lucy. Who's Lucy's friend? The redheaded girl. Oh, the redhead girl. Yeah, uh, Lucy. And, uh, no, Tiffany's his daughter. Trinity's his daughter. Lucy, and the girl that was dating uh, those two assholes. Her name's Sarah Dunsworth. Yeah, it's just Sarah. That's what it oh, is. Oh, it's Sarah. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, J-Rock and Sarah are um, married. This is only 16 minutes long, by the way. It's a, it's, oh it's a horror short, but it's when the trick uh, Christmas trees revolt and actually kill the people on Christmas Day. Is this on YouTube? Because I'm going to watch this after. We're yeah, it's in real this, like... shitty quality on YouTube, <laughs> but it's it's fantastic. And I watch this every single year because nice. seeing J-Rock and not like a slang type voice and seeing them married and like it's all overacted. It's just like Hobo with a shotgun, but it's only 15 <laughs> is minutes it, is long. Is it as good as the what the one episode of Trailer Park Boys where <laughs> the uh, where uh, J-Rock gets so like dejected by another rapper that he gives up his persona? Oh, yeah. Is that when he's caught jerking off? Oh, shit. Is that the same one? He's like, Mom! (laughs) (laughs) But I'll tell you you one little thing in the 16-minute long short that will get you to watch it. A baby is crying on the ground and a Christmas tree... Because all the Christmas trees are sentient, sentient, so they're all like alive. So he looks at the baby, he jumps up, and he crushes the baby's skull with his his stump. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing! Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm absolutely watching this now. It's fantastic. All right. I watch that every single year. So you got better watch out. You got uh, Black Christmas. You got Treevenge. Anything else? Um, I'd say Gremlins too. Not Gremlins too, but you know Gremlins. Oh, not Gremlins two though. Uh, okay, Gremlins two is not Christmas. Yeah, either. that's what I'm saying. I'll give you that. It's 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 not a Christmas movie. But it's it's fantastic. I love Gremlins two. But yeah, I'd watch yeah. Gremlins and the rest of the movies you listed every year. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and um, I mean, I'm just trying to think of ones that I would I, that I try to watch. I, I, honestly, I watch Santa Slay every year myself. <laughs> and with Bill Goldberg. With Bill Goldberg, <laughs> Fran Drescher, 
Oh, I watched man. that for the first time last year. I don't really remember it, but I remember someone on the, the Facebook group said that he kicks a dog into a ceiling fan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that, though, I, for some reason. I will not apologize for my love of, uh, of fucking Santa's sleigh. <laughs> it is so dumb, but at the same time... The only reason I really love that movie was... I can remember... It it had just come out. It was a straight to DVD release, right? It's Christmas time, I, and this is I want to say like two thousand two, two thousand three, oh, somewhere man. around there, yeah. maybe. And uh, I went with my little brother to Blockbuster, and the two of us went to Blockbuster. And it was Christmas break from college, right? I go to Blockbuster and I go, Greg, this movie stars Bill Goldberg, <laughs> and he's like, Holy shit! <laughs> We need to watch that. I'm like, yeah, we do. But I, at the same time, I picked up Ginger Dead Man. Oh, it came out man. at the same time. And when the two of us looked at him, and we're like, which one do we go with? What do we do here? And Greg's like, well, we get them both. I'm like, you got it, dude. That's <laughs> it. So we had a double feature of Santa Slay and Ginger Dead Man on Christmas with my cousins and everybody sitting around the fucking That's pretty awesome. TV. That's a pretty good Christmas. So, in my family, uh, Santa's sleigh is like sort of legendary. <laughs> that like everybody's like, "Oh yeah, we gotta watch Santa's sleigh." <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, but not you know what though? Not Ginger Dead Man. It did not make the. Um, I don't know. It it just didn't make it happen for us. Like, not that it isn't incredibly insane and ridiculous, but it it didn't stick with yeah, us. Yeah, along the same lines that um, uh, what's a killer snowman movie? Jack, Jack Frost. Frost. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I enjoy it, and I think it's really dumb, but that that doesn't get an annual watch. Absolutely not. So, but yeah, I'll I'll just add Santa Slay to my list, and I I I know no one else is gonna want to watch Santa Slay every year. <laughs> you know who would like it? I know fucking Brian Boudreaux. He's definitely oh, yeah, a Santa Slay. Definitely. <laughs> you know yeah. you are, dude. Um. Yeah, Black Christmas, again, I like uh, the uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night, and uh, Santa Slay. I'm trying to think, man. You know, um, yeah, I've I've been watching um, Krampus the last two years. I don't know if I'm going to watch it this season, though. I don't know. It it just doesn't grab me. You know, I'm the same way. Like, Like, I like Krampus a lot, and I saw it in theaters, and I love Michael Doherty. Great director, great guy, but I think that it really needed to be rated R. Yes, I agree. And I think I, I can't. Agree. A little more violence. Yeah, I, I just, I don't know. It's it's a great movie, but I don't, I don't see myself watching it every year. Yep. So, all right. I think that's pretty good for our uh, Christmas episode. Maybe we'll have a second one coming up next week. We'll see. Um, maybe we'll try to get a New Year's thing. So now we got two New Year's movies. Is there, is there another New Year's movie you can think of, Mike, that we can be watching? Let's see, New Year's Evil, for sure. Sure, uh, sure. I guess End of Days now. End of Days, <laughs> yeah, and now that we realize it's a New Year's movie, dude, I'm putting it on the list. Uh, I feel like there's got to be more. You know what, it, th- there has to be more movies like End of Days that are like, this is going to be... Yeah, there has to this be. New, this New Year's, the end of years, and we're just not thinking of them. I guess, hold on, I'm on a website. I'm on horrornews.net. Uh, they'll probably know there's a movie called bloody new year probably better known by its title of horror hotel oh horror hotel sure i have that okay there's terror train 
Terror Train. Oh, that's a New Year's movie. Yes, Terror Train. We're definitely doing New Year's movies now. Terror Train is amazing. Uh, a Dimension Extreme movie called Steel Trap, which I'll probably never watch. Uh, uh, oh, The Signal. The Signals. Which was The Signal? Um, uh, it's hard to explain. It's uh, It describes it as a horror film told in three parts from three perspectives, which is a mysterious transmission that turns people into killers, invades every cell phone, radio, and television. I watched it a while ago. It was actually really good. It sounds like Cell. I don't think I've seen Cell. No, Cell is a Stephen King story. I don't even know if it's been made into a movie yet. Oh. I, I, I own the book, so I'll get around to reading that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. I think we got to do a New Year's episode. Mike. Yeah, there's there's Daywatch. There's Lifeblood. Oh, Sick- fucking Daywatch, dude. I can't do Daywatch and Nightwatch. <laughs> and, like, that's too much. Sickness House and uh, End of Days they have on theirs. Fuck yeah. All right. Well, we'll do something cool. Yeah. So, all right. That about rounds it out for this episode. Uh, so, again, you can catch us on our Gmail. All you need is bloodpod at gmail.com. Hit us up on our Facebook group. All you need is blood. And um, I'm on Twitter at Ryan Tudelo. And uh, Shane Smith, who is not with us today, will still be on the next episode. Get, catch him on Twitter at Dead, Dead Cell Society. And we're on the mess- the UHM message board, uh, the upcoming horrormovies.com homepage. Uh, you can get to us through there. And um, that's about it. What else you got, Mike? You got your Instagram? Uh, yeah, I have Instagram, which is my last name. Uh, it's Whittemore. I'm on the Facebook uh, group and uh, the UHM message board. Awesome. So, um, yeah, hit us up, guys. And um, I guess we'll uh, catch you next time. Have a... A Merry Christmas, a Happy Hanukkah, or whatever else you celebrate. Happy Holidays. And I'll just say bye for now. See ya.